Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We have got something really fun for all of you today. It's the ultimate guide to get everything you want in life. How about that for a lofty title? Hopefully, Julie and I are caffeinated enough that we can actually deliver on the uh, the boyishness of the title. So, Julie, welcome to today's show. I think you have an email to read. Do you not? Yes. Thank you. And this particular emailer has requested to remain anonymous, although I will point out Uh-oh. that they are in the top 1% nationally. As rated by the Wall Street Journal, they also are a part of a very high-end real estate brand and sell in what has been historically one of the hottest markets in the country with historically extremely low inventory, multiple offers in the whole nine. So this is a very interesting email, and this relates mostly to last week's podcast and the week before where we were talking about a changing market, the real estate reset And so I think this will be interesting for everyone to listen to. I just had to give a little bit of flavoring to it so that we don't use this person's name, but you know where the area is. Okay, so uh, they wrote, just finished listening to yesterday's podcast. It was the exact message that I needed today. Uh, Let's see, goes on to write, I saw the market shifting in my area in May and June of this year. I had a listing coming in a very hot uh, section of Silicon Valley. The homes had increased 35% in a 12-month period. That's crazy, 35%. There were two recent sales on my client's block 30 days prior to signing the listing. Both had seven or eight offers and sold significantly over list. Two weeks before I put their home on the market, another home came on the MLS one street over. The agent set an offer date for the following Tuesday. I called her Tuesday afternoon, and she was quite upset. She didn't actually have any offers. Zero. Zilch. Nada. I called her daily in the next week for updates so I could keep my client updated. This was, a really, this was really a godsend for me as I was able to advise and coach my clients with a real situation in their neighborhood. By the time their home came on the market, they were educated on what we were seeing as the beginning of a shifting market. They did receive two offers, and we countered both, and both buyers walked. Remember, we were talking about things that happened in phase two. Okay, so got offers, countered, both buyers walked. It took 24 hours to get them back to the table, and then we were successful in negotiating a great offer. Phew, she writes. I believe this changing market can be a good thing. It will reset this area and will weed out agents that do not have any real skills. That being said, I would like to join Premier Coaching again. This is actually a returning client. As Louis Pasteur so brilliantly put it, quote, Chance favors the prepared mind. So sign me up again, and I want an aggressive coach. <laughs> uh, let's see, and some other things towards the end. But thanks for being informative, entertaining, and ahead of the curve. Looking forward to being a coaching client again. So I thought that was a really great, you know, real-time story straight out of one of the hottest markets. And I'm sure that there's agents right now surrounding our uh, emailer saying it's not happening to me. We're, already, we're still seeing multiple offers, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to point this out because this particular agent had many points in which she could have dropped the ball. She didn't have to follow up with that recently listed um, 
you know, colleague of hers every day to find out what was really happening. She didn't have to do that. How many people would have done that, right? Only the strong agents who know what to do. She didn't have to resurrect the deal after two buyers walked as a result of counteroffers. That took some skill. So you're already seeing how the skilled agent will prevail in the changing market. So I just had to share that because it's so timely. Back to you. Well, I remember that email too. And I have to say that hats off to her for having the courage to be ahead of the curve, ahead of your skis. Because yeah. in markets like Southern California, where people are so addicted to the idea of never-ending appreciation, it is a bitter pill to swallow when the market starts to shift. Um, you know, we guys, look, I don't want to talk about the, four, the phases of the market, re, the real estate reset, as Julie and I are calling it. We're actually thinking about calling it the great uh, you know, 2018-2019 real estate reset. Go back and listen to those podcasts uh, and then listen to the 14 steps on how to recession-proof your uh, real estate practice or you know, how to recession-proof your life, really. So go back and listen to those podcasts. It's like six or seven podcasts. They all are living and waiting for you on iTunes or over on our main site, timandjulieharris.com, or if you're on Android, um, if you're one of those weirdos, you can just go to Stitcher or whatever else and listen there. You know, so, Julie, I had an interesting uh, email. And uh, mm -hmm. I called this agent. So this was like a long, 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 long ass email. And like, if, when you guys are writing emails to us, just do no, I don't read them. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. You guys write these long emails to us sometimes. You're pretty much always summarizing the 14 chapter email in the last like three sentences you, you've written. So do us a favor, just skip the long and breathy parts because chances are we've heard you think your story are, is unique. You think what you're feeling and experiencing is unique. It's not. A lot of agents are experiencing and feeling the exact same thing. So when you have a question for Julie and I, you want us to help you, just summarize it and send it to us. Trust me when I tell you if we have okay. any questions, be direct and save time. Save your time and save our time. All right, so here's what happened. This was quite enjoyable for me, I have to say. So this was an agent in Southern California who went to a competitor's seminar in Irvine last week. Okay. Oh. And she was uh, yes, well, not really. And she was at this. She was so confused and overwhelmed because at this seminar there was all this stuff of things that she thought she was supposed to do. So she she said she took notes on how to do this and how to create Facebook leads and how to do lead generation off this and how to do the other thing and team this and team that and should I build a team and then all the ways that I'm supposed to get into luxury or shit am I supposed to get into you know rental properties or am I supposed to do this the other thing. And she had all these lists of things that she was supposed to do, and she was totally and completely overwhelmed. She was a longtime listener. I mean, our podcast, has, on an average day, guys, I mean, today, this podcast, before, between, you know, when we end it today and midnight, we'll probably have close to, you know, between 15 and 20,000 downloads. And accumulatively, it'll have over 100,000. So we're communicating with a lot of people on a regular basis. And so I really – I thought about – you know, I got this email. I scanned it. I kind of read this a million times before, same types of things where people are confused. And I called her because I didn't want to take the time to go through the email and respond point by point, too many questions. So I just called her, and here's what I asked her. And this is what I want all of you guys to ask of yourselves as well. When you're thinking about going down these incredibly analytical, detailed, time-wasting, ego-saturating you know, ideas that some of you have, why did you get into real estate in the first place? Why did you start your business in the first place? Why did you do it? 
Now, here's what I've learned, and I ha- this was not an easy lesson for me, nor was it for Julie. So Julie and I got into business and, and, you know, originally forever ago. We got into business because we wanted to make money. This is real estate, right? This is back when we were in our early 20s. We had, we had very base needs. We wanted to pay off our student loans. We wanted to, you know, move forward in life. You know, we wanted to improve the quality of our lives. Well, we did. And, and we progressed, but we didn't have very altruistic motivations when we got into real estate. We wanted to make money. And then eventually all the other things started to click with us about being of service. And as soon as we, that started to seed into our brains and we realized we could help more people and all the rest of it. And then we transitioned sort of by accident into coaching. Okay, there I just summarized the last 30 years of our lives. But, but here's the thing. I asked her, I said, why did you get into real estate originally? Um, she's Hispanic, and she answered me in a, you know, I speak un poco espanol, and, you know, she spoke well enough, but, you know, I asked her why she got in the first, and she said the exact same reasons that Julie and I originally got in real estate. I wanted to take care of my family. My husband can't work. He got, you know, hurt on the job a long time ago. I've got, you know, two kids that are in college, and they don't have any money, and then I asked her, well, so tell me about, like, how much money do you have saved for retirement? She had, like, fortunately, she had a rental property that was almost paid for, and that was about it. So she had really no money, and if I remember correctly, she was almost 60. Sound familiar, Listeners, okay, all of you probably are experiencing something very similar with your financial things. And then she's asking me, she's saying, so she, how many houses did she sell last year? She sold like eight. Remember, she's in Southern California, so that actually adds up to something. They're all in like the Inland Empire. So their average sale price was like 400 grand. So she was making over $100,000 gross, probably right around 120, I would guess. I didn't ask her. Um, and then I asked her how many she sold this year, and she's on track to sell about the same. So this is the conversation I had with her. And where did that business come from? It came from her church, Centers of Influence and Past Clients, and she actually uh, – she was uh, prospecting. She prospected expired listings. Okay, great. So how much time were you putting into that every single day to generate that income? And she, well, I had my family obligations. I had to take care of my husband. He had doctors. Okay, how much time? Answer my question, woman. She told me probably maybe two to three hours a day. Okay, perfect. And two to three hours a day, and you were making 100 and 120 grand a year. How many of them were listings? How many of them were buyers? Remember, she didn't do that many deals, but between those two transactions, almost like six of them were listings. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Some lady that knows that the power is in the listing, on the listing side of it. So she went to this event in Irvine amongst a mass of other agents, and she got drowned in all of this garbage about how you suck if you don't have a team, how you should be building a team. If you don't buy a, have a team, you're going to be out of business. How in, <laughs> My favorite, how artificial intelligence is going to be AI, fa- uh, AI going to get you. AI, guys, I mean, all these stupid things that you guys think is, are important are not important. It's so garbagey, the stuff that agents are being told they should be thinking about, because it has nothing to do with business. All these things are are just mental masturbatory topics to, to basically make it so you have an excuse not to do the real work. That's it. So I asked her, I drilled down with her on the team thing. Okay, so tell me about what you're thinking. Why do you want to form a team? Well, I think I'm supposed to be helping other people along in their real estate careers was her first answer. And I think I'm supposed to be building, you know, I have this person, that person. I need to teach them how to prospect. I need to teach them how to, okay, so you're going to teach them how to prospect. She said, yes, I have some agents I'm going to mentor on how to prospect. And so I asked her to do just a very short expired role play with me where I was the seller, and she was not very good at it. She was pretty bad at it, and yet she still was able to take expired listings, but she didn't really – she didn't know how to – she was amateurish at best at expired listings. And I pointed it out to her, surprise, surprise. 
And then I then we reversed roles, and she was the seller, and I was the agent calling about the expired listing, and she saw the difference. And so I asked her, I said, so you think you're supposed to be, after going to this you know, event, you think you're supposed to be focusing on teams, mentoring teams, working on all these internet lead generating things, buying leads, buying CRMs. This is all the stuff that you'd written down on this you know, long list of things to do. Yes. And I said, well, looking at that list of things, how does it make you feel? She says, terrible, because I think what I'm doing is wrong. And I asked her, this is what I want all of you guys to ask, and this is where I went back to it. Why did you originally get into real estate? I wanted to take care of my family, pay off debts. I wanted to save some money. I wanted to feel like I was, you know, okay, so when did all this other stuff enter into it? She goes, well, I went to this seminar. I watched a webinar. I listened to a podcast, and basically I'm feeling, these are my words, not hers, but I'm feeling insecure or inadequate because all these other agents are talking about all these other things. And I said, and yet you're the one that's making money, and yet you're the one that's actually was starting to save money, and now you're deciding to maybe go down this other path because you think it's going to make you more money or why? So that was where the conversation went. Why do you want to form a team? Why do you think you want to do all those other things? And she didn't have an answer for it, right? Because there is no answer for it, guys. It's just ego. So why do you want to form a team? And she said, well, I think I'm supposed to. Aren't I supposed to form a team, Tim? And I said, you can have you and maybe two assistants and just focus all your best energies on being a listing agent every day and never have to hire anybody else and have 90% profit margins and maybe increase your volume by just focusing more on listings. You could probably double it with virtually no effort by adding maybe an extra half hour, 45 minutes a day. How much more money would that be? And she added it up and I said, okay, so why don't we just focus on that opposed to all these other things? Why do all these other agents focus on all these other things? And this is the bottom line because they don't want to do the real work. Because they don't want to do what they don't want to do. They don't want to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it, in essence. And we all know that the best way to have continual success in your life, life is the exact opposite. It's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. It's doing the things that all those other agents are trying to avoid because it's more fun to talk about a team. It's more fun to talk about branding and a logo and Facebook ads. It's more fun to be seduced by the idea that you don't have to do the real work in the real estate business. It's more fun to believe that the market's always going to go up and you never have to actually change your approach and you know, prices are never going to fall. I get it, but it's also not the truth. So the essence of where I help to focus her, and I'm hoping we're doing the same with all of you, is keep this business and whatever business you're in for that matter, keep it pure. Remember the highest and truest purpose of everyone on this planet is to be of service to other people. I know that sounds so altruistic and so far out there, but that should be always your true north. And so to fulfill that destiny that you have of that, of being of service to other people, you have to become really good at your skill and your craft. So for her, she needs to become really good at expired, uh, helping expires, helping people whose houses failed to sell. And if she does that, especially in this transitioning market, she would frankly never have to be good at anything else other than being able to pick up the phone, uh, you know, basically lead generate, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, and close. She does those five things, and she does them better than everybody else which she will do now because she's focused, she's going to make so much more money and have so much more success than she ever would following any of these other convoluted, ego-ridden paths. Does that make sense, Julie? Does it, does it make sense that yeah. what we're trying to do is bring the sanity back, especially to real estate? We're trying to bring the, the, the purity back to it and move away from all this overly – guys, anything that's really oh, detailed and anything that's really that's detailed – it's analytical, but it's ego. So the ego loves complexity. 
The ego loves it so that you're playing like this big damn video game where you're supposed to have all these little moving parts and the, you know, the, all these long-term lead follow-up plans. That's just ego. It's analytical ego, and it just confuses you and just slows you down. I'm going to say this one last time, probably not one last time knowing me, but your day, your best energy should be spent every single day on lead generating, and just to be direct, that means over-the-phone prospecting, calling your centers of influence and past clients. In a changing market like this, they are going to be dying to hear from you because they're going to be nervous. <laughs> Take the notes that we gave you guys from the, five, you know, the phases of the real estate correction and present that to them. At least share those information. Offer to do a CMA. Ask them on the phone, by the way. Who do you know who's having trouble selling their home that I should be helping? They will love you for that. They will respect you for it because you're not hiding from them because you're giving them information. You're being of service to other people. Number two, you need to be obviously calling the FISBOs, the expireds, and all the other sources. In Premier Coaching, we teach you like 50 different ways to generate business, most of which don't cost you a nickel to do. So the idea of buying buyer leads, guys, in a transitioning market like this is crazy. So, but number two, you need to be first. Number one was you need to be lead generating. Number two, you need to be pre-qualifying, really focusing on the people that really truly need you, so you don't spend your time wasting. Well, frankly, a lot of the buyers they're going to be coming unglued in a changing market. You're already experiencing it. Wait for the appraisers. Wait for the mortgage companies. Wait for all these other companies, just you know, all these other entities to start uh, also tightening the reins. And then you're going to wish you would have listened to us and focused all your best energies on being a listing uh, agent. Number three, you need to get really good at presenting. That's the pre-listing pack. That's the listing presentation. That's knowing how to overcome objections. That's knowing how to help people in there. Like most of you only know how to help people in a, in a, when the market's going one direction. When the market's going sideways or it's going down, you're going to have some problems, which means you're going to be limited dramatically to the number of people you can do business with. Negotiating is going to become another can of worms we're going to be focusing more on. Uh, in a changing market, guys, negotiating is going to become a major pain in the ass. Julie talked about it a little bit. You know, agents have this expectation they're going to get multiple offers. They don't know how to negotiate in a situation where there's one offer or no offers. New market time, new rules. And the last one is the closing process, obviously, which is the natural in, natural into a you know effective presentation, which is the other thing that's key in the listing process that we teach all of you guys. That's where she, this gal I called. That's where she needs to focus all of her best energies, and that's where you need to focus all your best energies. So what I told her to do is all the notes that she had written at this event, I told her to put them on a bookshelf, and I told her just to forget about them and focus on the core activities that are in alignment with why she originally got into the business and not allow herself to basically be to succumb to all this ego crap that has perpetuated our industry for the past 12 years. Focus on being of service to other people. Focus on being somebody who earns the business because you are worthy of the success that comes from being really good at what you do, which is, by the way, you know, becoming a true expert, not just someone who says they're an expert, but someone who actually is an expert at solving other people's problems. And ultimately, guys, it's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's the way it works. So, Julie, let's get to our points. You got it. So the ultimate guide to getting everything you want in life, what one thing do you really want beyond even wanting, okay, more of a need or a necessity that you get it? a burning desire. Do you have it now? What is that thing? All of you have it, so don't be weird about this. It's okay to want stuff. What is that one thing? And we've done this at events before, and we get a variety of answers. It might be a place on the beach. It might be any number of things. 
So set aside the whole, I'm not doing this for the money or any of that kind of junk in your head. What do you really want? It's okay. Point number one, confront your limiting beliefs about money, your worthiness, attachment to other people's reactions, and the potential of being rejected by your tribe. You'd probably do a whole show just on that one. But confront your limiting beliefs. You have them. Everyone does. What are they? Write them down. This is something you guys have to be introspective on, so it's a good time to take some notes for yourself. Point number two, you must be very exact about what it is that you want. If you want a bigger house, that's not enough. Where will it be? What will it look like? What's going to be better about it than the house you're in now, for example? Well, I need to get a new car. Okay, what's it going to be? Be specific. If you have never saved money in your life before and you have to get a savings account for once and forever, how much money? Be specific. Start with at least six months of reserves. Point number three, set up a specific time frame, a deadline by which you will accomplish this goal. That's the scary part for some people, right? So some people stop right there. They can think up their goal, but when they have to put a time frame to it, they kind of wig out because that's the accountability factor. Does that make sense, Tom? That, you know, that's when they start saying things like, well, I've never been a goal setter before. So you well, have so to have a specific really Check your frame. chat. Yep. So, mm -hmm. so, guys, here's what she's saying. A goal must be measurable, specific, and written down regularly. So when you're choosing a goal, I did this exercise with some friends over the weekend. Um, they were asking, you know, basically oh, how right. to go about setting goals. These guys were in their late 30s. And they really didn't know how to set goals. And so these are guys that I knew from Orange Theory. And so I basically gave, gave them a little exercise. I said, give me a for example. And one of them wanted a hot tub. Okay? So that was his goal. $10,000 delivered, installed, the whole thing, let's just say. Um, he is not in real estate. So he didn't have he, – he, unlike all of you, he did not have the ability just to list an extra house or do a little bit extra here or there to generate the revenue. So he had to figure out – uh, how to make them? He he is a um, he's in the medical field, and so he was getting paid an hourly wage for the services he was providing. So for him to basically earn an extra ten thousand dollars after taxes would require a lot of extra hours. So he didn't actually have an easy plan for going about earning the extra ten thousand dollars. I didn't have a solution for him to that, and that wasn't my job. And I, I'm, this is just a friendly conversation. So what I asked him to do is I asked him to. You know, what kind of hot tub is it going to be? He told me, jacuzzi, model this, the other thing. Okay, I've already looked at them, $10,000. Great. When do you want to have this accomplished by? A goal is a dream with an action plan. Okay, when do you want to have this accomplished by? He said, I want to have it by, I don't remember, end of October or whatever. Fine. So write that down. Now, what is it that's specific? Like, let's talk about essentially, and then we started to brainstorm a little bit how he could act, uh, make the money, and he was going to work on that. And next time I saw him, he was going to tell me what he came up with. So that's the idea. Goal is a dream with an action plan. Now, you guys are in your own, you run your own businesses, so it's easy for you to put a little extra effort in real estate. You know, one three hundred thousand dollar house is basically going to get you there, right? Maybe a four hundred thousand dollar house, depending on what the commissions are in your area. That's it. So list one fizzbo, you got a hot tub. You know, most of the world doesn't operate like that. Most people can't. It's kind just, of a blessing. Know, that they forget. It is a blessing. You know, that's the cool huge. thing about. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, so when you're choosing goals, start with really small ones. Um, one of the things that we've learned, this is kind of counterintuitive, is start with setting really small, like 30-day goals. And by small, I mean like you're going to buy a new pair of shoes in 30 days. When for the next 30 days you do this, 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 this. Okay. 
for uh, just really small things because what you're going to see is you don't want to set these big long-term goals. You're never going to accomplish them. Nobody does. Matter of fact, I'll suggest to you when you've set big long-term goals in the past, you've intentionally never really intended to accomplish them. You just wanted to say, I, I set some goals. So set some really short-term goals. Set a goal for today. Here's one I'm going to give, to give to all of you. I want you to make a minimum of five contacts to centers of influence and past clients, and I want you to say, this is Tim Harris. I've been getting a lot, you know, use your name, obviously. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of calls and emails from folks who are, you know, people I know, care and love, uh, past clients, family members, and they're all asking me the same thing, what's going on in the real estate market. And so what I'm going to start doing is calling everybody in my list um, every single month, and I'm going to give them a quick update what's going on in the real estate market. And I've got this great report. Uh, it, it describes this, the, the different phases of the real estate correction, and right now we're in phase two, and, and, and just kind of summarize it. It doesn't have to be a long call. And then say, by the way, would you like me to do a, a, a CMA of your house and then email it to you? And it'll just give you an idea of what your house is worth in this marketplace. And they'll say yes, no, maybe so. And then you say, uh, let's assume they say yes, and just use like cloud CMA to pound the CMA out, no big deal. It won't take you forever, and hopefully everyone will ask for a CMA because then you, give them, you have a great reason to call and follow up. Uh, but if they say no, whatever, say, by the way, do you know of anyone that I should be thinking that you know? I'm sorry. By the way, do you know of anyone that I should be helping um, sell their house in this market, somebody that might be having a uh, you know, struggle getting their household or is thinking about selling their house in this market? You're going to ask that question five times today. I bet you every single one of you will get one listing lead if you do exactly what I just asked you to do. You're calling with the mindset of being of service. You're calling because you're trying to help them to alleviate some stress they may or may not be feeling about the real estate market. You're calling to give them something of value, information. You're calling to offer them something of value, a CMA. And all you're asking at the end to do is help. How is it that any of you would have any reluctance whatsoever to do exactly what I just said? By the way, the, the whole script I just gave you, Premier Coaching Members, is on the website. How would any of you, why would any of you have any reluctance to doing that? Your egos, that's why. Because you think they're going to call you. You think they're going to respond to your Facebook post. You think that basically not doing the real work, picking up the phone, is going to somehow uh, – work for you. You're wrong. It won't because other people will call those same exact centers of influence and past clients and have that exact same conversation or an iteration of it. And that's the relationship. That's the uh, agent that that seller will end up referring business to because that agent did what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it at the highest level. That's the opportunity that markets like this create for agents who are actually willing to do the real work. Now, this was a conversation about a goal. So I've just asked you to make five contacts today. Now, here's, some, here's a fun thought. Make five contacts for the rest of the week. Oh, holy shit. I just set a daily goal. Five contacts today. Now we've done five contacts, 25 contacts for the week. Uh, technically, even if you're not the greatest at delivering my little script outline I just gave you, you're going to generate probably at least five listing leads. And from that five listing leads, you're going to list two houses. From the two houses you list, you can do the math in your head on how much money you could hypothetically make. Do you guys get it? You see what I just did for you? That was you? just one week. So for those of you, that was one week. That was hot stuff money. Week. What if you did it for a month? Exactly right. So look, guys, this is the ultimate guide to get anything what you want. So if you want it, and we're going to finish up where we left off today, tomorrow, but you're wanting to figure out how you get bigger and better things in life, I just gave you the basic formula for it. It's not difficult. 
You have to start with a mindset of helping other people and being of service. You see how I was doing that with the script? Do you see how I was doing that with my approach? If you don't, even, if you don't feel that way because you're coming of a place from, of desperation, you're coming from a place right now where you're feeling almost hopeless. Let's just say you're completely on the other end of that, you know, that realm of basically being of service to other people. Fake it. Say the words anyway, and what's going to happen is you'll start, you're to, you're to start getting pulled in the other direction because you're going to see it works. And then you can get out of that place of scarcity that maybe you're, you've been in too long, and you'll realize the opportunities are everywhere. You'll realize it doesn't matter what direction the market's going. As long as you have the you know, skill set to be of service to other people, you will have no shortage of business. Remember, guys, it doesn't matter what direction the market's going. Money's still going to flow. Transactions are still going to happen. Maybe even more transactions will happen. They might just happen you know, with using different agents, different businesses. So these are the types of thoughts that I want you guys to at least consider adopting in your lives. And keep things simple. Keep things pure. When you see somebody proposing some long-term lead follow-up plan, some crazy-ass thing that may or may not work in a year, some complicated team thing, if you start to feel those, you, you recognize some of you will start to tune in and feel that sort of competitive, gross feeling, it, not nothing wrong with competition, but it's the ego manifesting itself. You need to – I know this is, again, we're going down the road of obtuse here, but you're going to start noticing when you start getting off the path that you're supposed to be on, of being of service to other people, focusing your best energies every day on being a listing agent. When you start getting off that path and somebody calls you and says, hey, Bob, I've got a great source of leads for you. If you don't buy your area, somebody else is going to buy it. Or, you know, would you like to get this uh, exclusive list of sellers? in your area that are thinking about selling sometime in the future. Here, I'll save you the time. Every damn seller in your area is thinking about selling sometime in the future. If you want to know who they are, it's all of them eventually are going to sell sometime in the future. That's it. So why would you guys pay for some specialized geo-mapping, you know, James Bond moving satellites? You know, why? That's just, isn't that silly? It's because you think you need to do that in order to get the business. You don't. It's silly. Does this make sense, Jules? It absolutely yes, does. It does. And, you know, <laughs> stop searching for the thing that prevents you from your income. It just is so counterintuitive. And I really do feel so sad for – the example you had from the gal that you called, that's not the only example yep. that we've had from people nope. that kind of stumble away from those um, distraction fests. These are many times very strong agents that go there with a lot of confidence – and then it's almost like they were smacked in the head with all this crap that they should supposedly be doing. And then they stumble away from there thinking that they suck somehow. And I feel really bad that that happens, you know. Uh, well, but okay. there is a cure, you need, you which is the get, real work. You need, and I do need to bounce. You need to get yep. – you do. You need to get to Premier, so get to Premier. But you guys got, have to ask yourselves, and I want you to just think and use your intellect here. When you go to these events – and they're intentionally trying to make you feel insecure. Why? Because they want you to buy shit. That's why. They're trying to make you feel that you have to be forming a team. Why? Because they want to sell you information on how to, or, or products on how to form a team. They're trying to intentionally make this business more analytical, more ego-ridden, and more complicated for their own betterment, not for yours. Oh, hold on, team. Tim, I need to have a team so I can take some time off. You really need to check yourself on that because that's just fake. That's not real. You're just going to replace managing teams and worrying about cash flow and dealing with all the drama of having people work for you. What you think will happen 
what you know intuitively happens around a group of people. Look, how is, it, how is the drama in your real estate office? When you go to a real estate meeting, how is that? You really think that you're going to somehow miraculously form a team that's not going to have, be just burdened with drama and burdened with just all this sort of ego crap constantly? Of course it will. That's the nature of the industry. Hell, that's the nature of you know, most things in our society nowadays. The way for you to help people, the way for you to help your family, the way for you to have a really wonderful, intentional life where you can live just really to whatever levels you want to. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, this is, message is mostly true for people in real estate because you really can't control your income. You really, really can. The best way to do that, guys, is just focus all your best energies every day on being a listing agent. Keep it – look um, – book. Let me give you a book, right? Um, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You're going to get an instant download. I want you to download the book, uh, Real Estate Treasure Map. Real Estate Treasure Map is your fill-in-the-blank uh, business plan that takes you through your real estate magic number. I know it sounds just, if you've only listened to us one time, just remember what I'm telling you. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You'll go through your personal budget. You'll go through your business budget. You'll go through your goals. We'll help you set goals. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point of this fill-in-the-blank business plan. Um, the main thing is I want you to focus on what your real estate magic number is. That's the number of listings you need to have at all times in order to meet or exceed your financial goals. Some of you have never had listings before. Some of you are new in the real estate business. Some of you have been in the business forever. Some of you have never, you know, I get it. Some of you have these mental and emotional reservations about becoming listing agents. What I'm here to tell you is in a changing market, when you're going to see more expires, you're going to see FISBOs fail, you're going to see phase two become phase three, and that's where it becomes a distinct buyer's market. It. That is the perfect time for you to enter in with aggression into becoming a listing agent. This is the perfect time for you guys to break free of the buying buyer leads and all the other Mickey Mouse and say, damn it, here's my business plan. I'm going to have 15 or whatever your magic number is, number of listings at all times. This is it, guys. Listen to what I'm saying, please. And then when I have 15 listings at all times, I know statistically, and the magic number formula tells you how to figure it out, that approximately five of those will sell per month. And if my marketplace, if five sell per month, I make an average of $10,000 per sale. That means I make $50,000 per month. That means I make $600,000 a year. In order to do this, I need to get to 15 listings and have 15 listings at all times. In order to have 15 listings at all times, I need to be the person that has earned the right to have 15 listings at all times. That means you're probably, on average, going to have to make 15 solid contacts a day with centers of influence, past clients, just all the lists of people we tell you to call and how to call them. You're going to have to do the real work. Don't be one of these wimpy agents that says, well, I'll just, I'll just mail something to an expired. Yeah, you and every other wimpy agent are going to mail something. What do you think those expired sellers do when they get that garbage in the mail? What do you think they do? Of course they throw it out. Maybe 20 years ago, mailing them a postcard when no one else was mailing them a postcard works. Nowadays, no, because everybody wants to be passive. You be the one that does the real work. So you get to 15 listings at all times. That's the real work part, getting to 15 listings at all times. And once you have 15 listings at all times, doesn't matter what's going on. There. Let's just say you have a crappy month and only three of your listings sell. That's fine. You're still making 30 grand, and your own personal overhead's less than 10. You're good. Other months, you're going to have maybe half your listings sell. You're great. You guys get the point? That's your whole business plan right there. Figure out what your real estate magic formula, your magic number is. Get to that number and replace what sells. That is your real estate business plan. I did not talk about buyer agents. 
I did not talk about any of this other crap that you guys think is important because it's not. It's not. Just get to whatever your magic number is and then maintain it. If you have a month where five sell, you have to replace five. Three sell, you have to replace three. Around the holidays, it's going to be two or three if you have 15. Some of you are going to say, well, I've never had one listing, let alone 15. Fine. Set your first goal to have three, then five. Well, Tim, they're all going to sell. How about you're going to replace them. You're going to have to keep on doing the real work. That's the job, conceptually, intellectually, common sense-wise. Doesn't this make sense? Doesn't this resonate with all of you? I've just cut through all the Mickey Mouse and made it super simple for you to see how if you got into this business originally to help your family, pay off your bills, have some financial independence, essentially, you know, money of you can actually be rich where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. If that is your goal and that's why you get into real estate, you come to the right place. A lot of you don't get into real estate for that reason. A lot of you get into real estate because you want to have an ego fest. You want to have a bunch of people following you. You want to go to a real estate event and have your little posse follow you. You want to feel important. You literally are have replaced ever having any sort of financial independence with the ego fulfillment, which is temporary, by the way, of having your, you know, that experience, the other experience. You can't really do both. You can't have this big, boisterous, sort of you know, ego-ridden life at the same time save money because your ego won't let you. It will want you to spend it all. Someone's going to call if you're like one of these big teams and adding buyer's agents and expansion teams and all that. That's your focus. You are going to spend every single cent you make because you are going to have to keep feeding this thing. Real estate is a great business as long as you follow very specific rules. As soon as you start meandering outside of those rules, you will have no profit. The problem with these big overhead teams and brokerages, for that matter, as soon as the market slows down, maybe one month they're good. Six months they've got real problems because they're going to have to reach into their savings and borrowed money to keep the lights on because they've got all these fixed expenses. Again, we've talked about all this stuff on previous podcasts that lady's call that I had, you know, this morning was still resonating in my head. Hopefully that, resemb- that you know, related to all of you, and you can use this information for the betterment of your families. Guys, look, real estate is a blessing. Or it can also be a huge curse. You have to make the decision which path you're going to follow. If you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.